Hi there and welcome to episode 4 of Meet the GM and today's guest we have Gary and I maybe spelt your name groovy rightly because it's 4 R's, 6 O's, 3 V's and a Y. Yeah, that's so, the one, yeah, 4, 6, go. 3 Y, yeah, that's an easy way to remember it. There's a yeah, very long story on that one. Oh. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought that was a bit of an interesting one, but I'll let everybody tell you a bit about yourself that don't know you already in this week, so... Yeah, so as I say, my name's Gary Thorpe. I go under the, the handle of Groovy, and I have done for the last however many years since playing an online game called Battle Mail, if anyone out there knows what it was. That was a handle I kind of went with way back when Austin Powers has just about come out. That's how old I am and stuff like that. And it just seemed a, a silly game, silly name to stick with, and it's just stuck forever, and I can't change it now. It's one of those ones. It's like changing your first football team, isn't it? Your first handle is the one you always stick with. So that's me. Um, I'm in the Orkney Bowl. I'm in multiple other best ball leagues. I do a couple of bits and pieces around. I've been in. I've been in, interested in American football, should we say, since about 1987. So one of the old school ones, the Channel 4, Channel 5, late night highlight reels from the UK. Um, got massively back into it again recently. I suppose last four or five years picking up with uh, the 49er Faithful UK group and also just getting more involved in fantasy football. I did try fantasy football way back when, um, but it was like the old, I don't know if you ever tried it, Johnny, but there was an old Yahoo fantasy football site that was absolutely horrendous for when you were a UK player because by the time you even remembered to log in and all the information you got was four days old and everybody had stolen your waivers and stolen your trade and everything else anyway. So I never really got fantasy football back then, but obviously with the way things have changed and the way things have become so much more available to the UK fans, I thought I'd dip my toe in last year and, you know, it's like you dip your toe in and go, well, I'll do one league and now I'll do another league. I ended up yes, doing 74 yeah. leagues and however many dynasties. And, and, and so this this year, I'm trying to rein it back, but then you keep offering new interesting leagues and I keep joining them. So, yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that, you know. But you have, <laughs> you have joined a couple of leagues I haven't joined because I've seen them go in the chat and you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting as bad, but not quite as bad as me. But let's see, most of mine are just baseball, which even if it has free agency and stuff, like I just draft it and leave it. Loved it, done it, one and done, isn't it? Basically, yeah. And if people want to roll over it and pick up people in free agency, go for it. But I'm just doing draft it and leave it. I've won a couple, lost more than that because half my team were on IR or whatever. But yeah, I had that last year. I was like, I'm going really well. Oh, and everybody's injured, and now I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just missed out in the Warrior Bowl last year by losing the last game. I was second in the division to finish in fifth and missed the playoffs. Mm. I, had a, I had a three-game losing streak, but my first two picks were uh, Jefferson and Cup. So, uh, if, yeah, so when they Cup went down, you were... Yeah, so if he hadn't been down, I probably would have had a good chance. But yeah. I remember somebody yeah. else in the Warrior Bowl, they, they kind of needed a player to make one catch or something, and he, he didn't make that one catch and ended up not winning that game. And it was like... See, it's it's great. I mean, I've loved it last season. You know, I watched so many more more games because I had a player or some sort of ref, you know, some relevance to me rather than just the one team that I would normally watch. So yeah, it's it's good. It's good. There's a lot of good ones like that. Yeah. So obviously, how how did you come about your team name? <laughs> the team name for this one was obviously. Um, I think it was one of the previous iterations of a previous charity version. I think it might have been the British Lions one, um, which is one of the big leagues that I managed to 
grab into the satellite feeder league of um and they provided teams with a you know a kind of a name based on the the logo and based off of your team that you supported and so obviously they were kind enough to give me a nice sort of logo and they called and they said where do you live and i was like well, i live in beckham seal wiltshire type area and they went and which team do you support and it was like well you can't have that because you can't you know trademarks and whatever else you're not allowed to use 49 as such so kind of the gold rush was a was a way of wrapping that in and that's what it came up with and then obviously for the orkney bowl when you put your uh great skills to the to the fore of all of your logos and all of your uh shall we say artistic talent um i just kept brought the name over yeah no i, I enjoyed making another logo it kept me entertained over christmas and new year <laughs> Well, I think it became a that. bigger thing. I think it became yeah. quite a bigger thing than you expected initially, though, didn't it? Well, yeah, it was probably t- twice as many than I'd, I'd even <laughs> dreamed of. But it's good, and everybody, hopefully, everybody stays for a while. So it's yeah. Good. But yeah. Uh, so, what division are you in? Because I can't actually remember off the top of my head. The Ring of Ring of Broadcast. There you go. That's the one. Yeah. I think that's who I'm in. Yes. Yes. I have to quickly go in and have a quick look at Sleeper to find it. Yep, Ring of Broken, that's me. So sure. my puppy has decided to join me. And we've got, so obviously, you've already answered this one, but we'll go through it. So what is your favourite NFL team? And my favourite NFL team is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, I, it was because when I, as I say, when I first got into the, the sport in 1987, much like anybody else, you support the team that's doing really well. And at that time, they were doing pretty well. Um, so that was my team. I chose that team, and that's it. Been been with them ever since. And unfortunately, maybe I'm a bad omen because ever since I started watching them, they've not done massively well since. I mean, well, in comparison well, to their well, in well, comparison to their glory years, I suppose they've been to the. You know. Yes, they've been better than some other teams. So. I was, yeah, I was going to say I don't want to rub it into some teams that maybe haven't had the success on um, Cleveland Browns. Ah. <laughs> anyway. And mm. I think we do have a Browns fan, so you might not like that one if he sees it. Yeah. So, and uh, how many years have you been playing fantasy football? Because it hasn't been as long as I have. So. Certainly not as long as I So this, I, I think, probably, as I say, this is probably properly full second year doing it full on. I've, I've dabbled here and there and tried it. And then I've had friend, I've had friends in the States and stuff and said, let's do a fantasy team. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great. And then I kind of tried it. And, you know, as I say, because things are a lot more accessible now when I tried it before in four or five, you know, a while back. It was just like who's what how and so baffling in terms of scoring and whatever else and having to wait for two days to update it and everything else and by the time you've done that it's gone and everything all the good players and the waivers and i didn't get waivers i didn't get free agency i didn't know half the stuff that we're talking about and whatever else and pprs and all this sort of stuff it's just like i like that player i like that player i like that player can i pick can i pick 11 49ers no you can't do that okay and you know it was like that. It was kind of like that initially. But yeah, last year I, I really delved into it and, you know, thought I'd give it a full go and ended up doing so many leagues, so many drafts, so many bits and pieces and learned so much in terms of analysis and who to listen to and where to go and stuff like that. It's It was a real eye-opener. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good sleeper does help with that because obviously you can get so many leagues. Yeah, sleepers, I think, stuff, uh... made a massive help to fantasy football in general. Mm. I so think it's, it's a lot easier UI. When I started playing, it was CBS Sports. Cool. And nine times out of ten, it was just an automated draft. You just set a just queue click and, and see how it yep. got on because the drafts are usually two in the morning or three in the morning. And you're playing All-Americans, so... Yeah, exactly. You have to be That's quick on your toe for waivers and all that, but 
The good thing with that is obviously they had a little orange box next to the name and you create it and that's the ones that were getting hot. So you just try mm. and grab them every week. So that's how ah. I started off doing it. So Nice. But yeah, but the site, I did one two years ago and the site's completely crap now compared to what it used to be. Yeah. So. And it was a like I did one last year. I think it was the UK FFC one. I think the, one of the big ones. I, I made, As I say, I managed to throw myself into so many ones last year. Um, and that used MTL and that in, converse, in comparison to Sleeper was just very difficult, very clunky and, you know, and I think it's a shame because, you know, there's, there's lots of time and effort have gone into those sites and, you know, and, and but Sleeper has come along and, and kind of stormed the charts, if you like, with its UI and makes it is a lot easier and a lot more interactive and so many more people now use their phones for everything. The fact that a Sleeper app is better on the phone and, you know, some of the that MTL and some of the other ones are, are literally browser-based and, you know, you have to use your laptop to do it. It doesn't help them. No. Well, that's the thing with Sleeper. If you're on there, like uh, Safari or you're on Google, you can't see any of your best ball teams. No. But, like, you, even on my Mac, I've got an app, so I just download the app and I can check everything I want. Exactly. Even though I don't really, but... I know, I know come Tuesday, when the least season starts, I'll be turning off notifications between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, because my form will just go absolutely mental. Absolutely, definitely. A good, good wish, tip I for wish. anybody out there who's got that, and, you know, who's put, all their notifications are on for their drafts, make sure you turn it off, unless you really yeah. want 700 notifications. But but 90% of my leagues, I do turn off notifications, unless I'm being a commissioner, or mm. it's got free agency, but... You still get that weekly notification, and there's no way of turning it off. And that's yeah, the weekly one. You can't, you can't get way of. And, and, and with your, with so your current, yes. with your current commissioner duties, this <laughs> you're gonna have to just unplug your phone and turn it off. It's, I know it's, it's, just, it's just, I know it's gonna. It's usually when I'm picking the kids up for school as well, like on a Tuesday. So <laughs> that'll be more fun. So anyway, so the next question is actually maybe quite a good one because you have had quite a nice little trade come through. Mm. Now, what is your best or worst trade you've done or seen happen hmm well have i done it i think i got some trades last year i can't remember all of them to be honest i was going blind into half of them i think i got taken for a ride for a number of them i think i i i lost a couple of sort of mid-round trades where it was just like yeah what, what what's the worst that could happen in some dynasty leagues and stuff and now it's like it's really come back to bite me. Uh, there's one league I've got no QB, no sensible QBs or anything. And then when I went into the draft this year, I think it was a dynasty. It might have been your one. I can't remember. But the dynasty, and I was like, I have no draft picks. Why have I got no? I'm picking nobody. I was like, oh, I'm stuck with Sam Howell and Tua, I think, as my QBs for this year. And so it's like, oh, that was dreadful. But then, as you say, just before coming on here, I, I threw a trade in the British Lions one that I'm in again this year where. My first and second picks. I think I was drafting eleventh in a team in a sixteen-team league. Was it fourteen or something? Yeah. Uh, and some guy, you know, Haldane. I think he's probably well. Martin's in this one. Yeah, Martin's in this one, isn't he? So he just he, he just fired a, a you know a dangling sort of put the bait out there. He, he offered his one hundred one pick for my one eleven and two eight or whatever and two six one eleven one six whatever it is and i thought what's the worst that could happen you know so I, I, that's that's probably the the biggest trade i've done if you like but i tried i tried other trades and everyone shot me down last year because you know when the first time you're doing fantasy football you do try putting stupid trades out there and fortunately enough most people were like that's a stupid one 
you really are you sure you want to either offer that you're offering too much or don't be silly that's like not even worth my time so that was quite nice to kind of get, well, the, get the tutorial of from some of the more sort of senior or experienced players as well i thought that was quite nice but even with bad trades you still got to converse with them can you can even if it's just because some people just ignore trades and they sit there forever yeah. and you just wonder like you could get stung like I had a trade in UK Dynasty, but I didn't notice it before the league transferred over. Oh, <laughs> so I accepted it because well, it would have been quite handy for me. But obviously, because it happened in the season before, and circumstances have changed now, it Ow. didn't go through. But ever so, I probably would have oh. accepted it before. And I don't usually accept trades of that guy because they're usually pretty crap, to be honest. But that was <laughs> a better one. So. And I suppose, as you say, it's quite interesting because the more you play, the more leagues you're in, the more you spread yourself around, you get to pick and choose and you get to understand that certain players try their luck. And fair enough, why not? I mean, from a US perspective, you know, in the UK, I think it's different because, well, I'm assuming it's different. You know, we don't tend to play for money as much, whereas, you know, some leagues for the US, you know, people are making money on those leagues. People are using those leagues as as a form of, you know, you know, raising funds for themselves and whatever else. So they are a little bit more pushy and they try a few things, you know, and you look at them, you think, seriously, nobody's going to, nobody's going to accept that trade. Nobody in their right mind is going to trade their whatever, whatever for your third string, never going to start QB or whatever else. But, you know, they've got to try it because, you know, that might, that might make them that $500 or whatever else that these leagues go for. So, Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, there's, there's always chances. There seems to be more in the money leagues. So now, so what is your best draft move or worst draft move you've ever made? Like, what is your best worst? <laughs> Not picking a kicker in a in a league that needs kickers. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really the best. One, <laughs> that wasn't my best move. Well, at least you'll make sure you get a kicker in part two. So. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. I mean, as I say, I'm still learning. It's still, it's still young days. It's still early days. But yeah, that was quite fun. And getting to the end and going, why is my team looking like it's never going to score any points? Oh, kickers were... Ah, you needed a kicker. Yeah, that's probably the worst one. Um, best one I've done? I suppose I picked Amon St. Ra quite late in one of the drafts last year. And he obviously went off for Detroit. So I got lucky in, in finding him. And I got lucky last year through people that I know through podcasts and stuff there's one guy who I lent on and he gave me some tips and sort of pointers and he does fancy as a living you know he writes for and stuff and he said you this guy looks like he might go off and stuff like that I mean he scored sort of five out of six five out of seven on the ones that he picked up so you know I did reasonably okay and he was one of them and Travis Etienne was another one that he was quite high on but you know a lot of people were yeah, well, that's it. I mean, right, he did have flashes a year before, but yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he came on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he came on quite well at the end of the year before, but then everyone was like, well, that's because he had nobody else to, you know, go with or whatever else. And it was like, yeah. But then well, he still, you still nobody. You still needed golf to hit him. Yeah. And it was, that was <laughs> the risk. It was golf. And, yeah. you know. and he had a good year, so. Yeah, he had a, he had a redemption year, I suppose. So. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. You've got to look at it in regression and stuff like that, but. You know, it was almost a, resem- a redemption year, a chip on his shoulder year for Jared Goff, I think. And I don't know this year. Detroit, I think, have shot themselves in the foot so badly with the whole, you know, suspending yeah, not, their yeah. number one wide receiver for six games. It's like, 
I think a few other players in the team possibly suspended too. So it should be. Well, some of them just got. Well. I think they lost two of them. Then the two got just kicked off the team straight off, didn't they? Or yeah, one got one got banned for a year, and another one got banned for four games. Or... Yeah, it's... it's just a bit crazy. Like, I mean, I but... mean, it's, inter- it's institutional as well. It's not just one player or whatever else. You can, you know, the fact it's you know so many players and so many staff members and everything else. You can tell that it's, it's an institutional problem. But the daft thing is, if you stepped outside the building, it would have been okay. But because they did it in the facility. Go stand. I suppose yeah. Go yeah. away from the car park. If you'd have done it at the coffee shop down the corner, you'd have been fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I think we talked about that on on WhatsApp or, or, or somewhere or other. I think the, um, the Lions were unfortunate in a way. I think they were the scapegoat team. I think I think I think it's safe to say that probably most teams or most players and teams have that sort of group of you know they all bet and have this that and the other. But I think the Lions were the ones who were hauled over the coals as an example for everyone else and I'm sure everyone else sat up took notice and really really tightened up their league tightened up all how, of their bits after that because that's the thing with your phones nowadays you know exactly where you are yeah to yeah your GPS but, you can't sort of go yeah. well I, I, I placed a bet in the coffee shop it's like no you didn't we can see no. exactly where you were well, in fairness, in Orkney, you could be about 50 miles away because it's a bit iffy out here, but over in America, you're okay. <laughs> over in America, it's probably a little bit better coverage than sort of stuck yeah. out in the wilds of the uh, North Sea, yeah. But yes, it's, uh, sure. yeah, that's, we are getting a bit better because we do a 4G in most parts, so that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, on to your next one. And this, this one, you're probably going to upset somebody, so. Oh, yeah, oh, well, I'm surprised if I haven't done already, Cleveland cool. Rams. Yes. What is your least favourite team and why? Dallas Cowboys. I think everybody's going to say that one, to be honest. Like, they're, going to be high up there. they're going to be high up there on everybody's, you know, America's favourite team, uh, but everybody's team to hate. And maybe they're America's favourite team to hate. Um, for me, it's back in the, you know, it's that early, early 90s rivalry that I remember. Um, they took our crown, if you like. You know, we waned off. They came through Aitman and, and uh, Smith and I, uh, you know, they came through. The Terrell Owens, the, the star, there's history there. I just, I, I don't, just don't like, I just don't like them. I can't, I just physically, vitriolically do not like the Cowboys. Yeah. It's well, a, well, it's a Celtic Rangers hatred type thing. Yeah, well, it's the same reply Doug had last night, <laughs> so... I think most 49ers will have the same answer to that. I think most 49ers of, an, of, a, of a vintage would have the same. Yes. I think more, then, some of the younger 49ers fans and some of the younger, newer fans to the sport may may look at the Seahawks as more of a, a, a rival because of being in our league and them having our number um, for the last few years. I think the younger ones will look that way, but I think you know Doug and I are of, a, of an age and we've watched it. And we remember those horrible games back then when they took our crown away. So, yeah, I think that's... But again, I think the Dallas Cowboys may show up as one of your highest um, teams yes. that nobody likes, well, apart from the odd Cowboys fan that are out there. Well, it's an American team, that's why. So, yeah. Allegedly. So, what's your favourite former player from your team? Now, this is a tough one because we've, yeah, got, you know, we've been blessed. Team. We've yeah. been blessed with some a number of absolutely fantastic players. Obviously, Hall of Famers, Gold Jackets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I mean, there's one player who I I loved watching, um, who's not a Gold Jacket, and I think you probably know exactly who I mean as soon as I say that. Who you know should be in a Gold Jacket, should be in Canton. Sorry, one second. 
um, you know, the first running back to go for a thousand yards running, receiving, and and not in Canton. I don't understand why Roger Craig isn't in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I get yeah. the stories of, oh, look, you can't have Roger Craig if you had Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and all the others who are in the Hall of Fame. It's like, why not? Why can't you? I mean, he was part of the Hall of Fame team. You know, there's a reason that that team got where they did. And a lot of it was on the back of Roger Craig and or on the high knees of Roger Craig, if you like. Um, yeah, so yeah. that one. But also the, the reason I love football, the reason I played football when I was younger was Ronnie Lott. Just yeah. the hitman, just his ability to just lay people out um i just loved it it was just visceral it was just violent. it was just violent it was controlled violent you know but then you read the stories and you know he cut his finger off so he could stay continue playing you know just it just insane sort of stories you hear um just an amazing an amazing player and just the sheer violence that he brought to some of his hits and, and uh, you know i still vividly recall the the hit in the super bowl where you know the the Bengals had that icky, he was going to run all over the 49ers and that first play, Ronnie Lott just came up and literally laid him out, stopped him dead in his tracks and changed, the, you know, it literally set the tone for the rest of the Super Bowl. So, yeah, he's he's the reason I love football. He's the reason I played football. He's the reason I played free safety when I was younger and threw myself around in exactly the same way that he did. So, yeah, he's my favourite 49er. I know that's the thing. A lot of the young ones now can't quite appreciate it like we did the hits back then oh, and just, oh, they, was, were just, they was just they were they were brutal brutal you, you, i mean you can get you could probably get away now without wearing some of the protection if you didn't have helmets but back then you needed it oh, or you wouldn't the, get up half a day you would not just, get up half the time some of the hits he put across the middle and you know the receivers fair play for the receivers back then going across the middle because they were always they knew they were going to get they hit, knew yeah. they were going to get absolutely laid out yeah, it's the same some with of the Paul and it's just if, if you saw that hair coming towards you, you're dead. Yeah, you know. <laughs> or Ray it's, Lewis. It's, yeah, just, get ready. Yeah. This is good. This is really gonna hurt. But yeah, and nowadays, as you say, it's this protection and everything, and the game is faster, and the athletes are bigger and stronger, and I get all of that. But you know, physical as specimens, the football players of today would absolutely run all over the football players of the 80s and 90s. I think it's safe to say that. But players. Until the until the players of the 80s and 90s, then okay, now we'll hit you, and then it will be different because yeah, absolutely, they those guys carried some extra anger and aggression with them that I don't think today's players are, are fully appreciative of. Yes, well, this might actually lead to your next question because obviously the next question is what's your favourite former player not from your team? Hmm. So you got in the same sort of position, or you got you still got loads to choose from. I've got tons to choose from. That's an interesting one. Like, I changed my mind in the second post. That's when I remembered about Randy Moss. <laughs> it's interesting. You got, I'll say one now, and I'll probably ping you going, oh, no, could I change it? I want to put this one in. Now, now Johnny Unitas was an interesting one. I did manage to watch some of his stuff, and he was, you know, he was great and flashy. And then you had, you know, I, I, I'm loath to say it, Really loath. Actually, no, I'm not. I loved watching John Elway. I specifically, I mean, he was he was great. He, you know, he was put the game on his shoulders. He was all, he was a difference maker back then. He was like an uh, you know an early 
Josh Allen-ish type play. You know, he would run even, you know, basically everything went through John Elway and the Broncos. Granted, I mean, he didn't win any Super Bowls until very much later, which I also like about him, which is why I enjoyed watching him because we had their number for a number of times. 55-10, I think, was the score. Anyway. Um, but everybody had 10 against him, was it not? That's true. That is true. That is true. So, you know, John Elway, was a, Marino obviously was something pure about the way he played and the way he passed. Um, but some, yeah, nobody stands out. Ronnie Lott stands head and shoulders. Even, you know, thinking Steve Young and Montana from our era. I can't say, I can't say an NFC player. I can't. There's, I can't say that because it just, again, like the Cowboys, like anybody who was in our team, they were in our division or in our conference. I can't say I enjoyed watching them play, but I did watch and I did enjoy watching. Ah, Thurman Thomas. There you go. Buffalo Bills running back. Oh, yeah, he was good. He was good. I knew it was coming. I had to I had to jiggle the brain around and talk about a few others, and then suddenly it would come through. It was either Thurman Thomas or Bruce Smith and that, that Buffalo team that should have won a Super Bowl. They went to four. They deserved it. Oh, yeah, they were, yeah. They were, they were an amazing team, and they really should have got, should have got a ring. But, yeah, Thurman Thomas or, or Bruce Smith, there you go. Knew I'd get cool. them out there. There you go. So there you go. Who's your favourite player from your current team, your team, the Fortniners? You've got plenty to choose from. We do, we do. Obviously, George Kittle will be a quite a popular answer. Um, well, I can a... tell you, Doug, Doug went for Bosa. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I've got some political concerns with Bosa. I can't really call him out as, a, as my favourite player because of his political stance. So that's a personal thing. He's quite a, yeah, shall we say, he, he'd walk around, he wouldn't look bad in a red cap. So I, I can't say that. Um, Kittle, obviously, the vibe that he has from a a, just a guy who looks like he's out there loving playing football for a living. He does. Just, if he can stay he healthy, just, that's a problem. If he can stay healthy, he'd be just, you know, I mean, I've saw some crazy stats that he's like only like 200 yards short of Kelsey and maybe one TD short after the first six years. And it's just like, that doesn't make any sense from a stats perspective because of everybody. Considering the QB he's had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, considering consider the QB he's not had compared to, yeah. you know, who Kelsey's had. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, does Kittles and Nair, obviously CMC trade last year. He's, See, I'm picking CMC almost first round. Every every first round pick I've got so far has gone CMC um, because you know everything's going to go through him. Sort of lost states, he'll get injured in week two, and all my all my teams will be ruined. Um, Debo's. I like Ayuk. I do like Brandon Ayuk. He's he didn't do well in the first year. He knuckled down. He put his head together. He learned from it, and he came back, and he's got better and better. And some of the some of the routes he runs, and then you watch them, he. He literally leaves defenders for dead. And some of his cuts and some of his, you know, some of the stuff he does out there to get open. And I think he's due a really, I mean, he had a big year last year. He was over a thousand yards and whatever else. But I think he's definitely due a, a big year. And even I do like him. Yeah. yeah. And if Purdy is the guy and he's RQB and it sounds like he is and he's going to be ready and I don't know, I don't know. Spend all day talking about 49ers QBs because everybody talks about QBs and 49ers. Be nice to have an offseason without talking about a 49ers QB controversy. Um, but yeah, I do think Brandon Ayuk is going to go off this year, so he's kind of my pick for the one I'm watching this year. Cool. And of course, then that's probably nobody from the NFC again. But who's your favourite player who's not on your team? Uh, not in your team. Not so anybody team. else in the NFL playing at the moment. He's not in the 49ers. You've got to love the backyard mentality that Patrick, Home, Patrick Mahomes has. You know, he's, he's just, 
I hate it because obviously he, he beat us in the Super Bowl and whatever else. Well, we beat ourselves. I mean, we all, anyway. Um, but, you know, with the, some of the stuff he does, some of the plays that he just extends and and it's like, it's jaw-dropping at times. It's literally, and that's why you want to watch professional sports. You want to watch it for those moments where you just sit there and go, did he really? Wow. He just did what? And you have to watch it on replay and you have to rerun it and you have to watch the replays again and again. And still you sit there going, how, how did, you know, the, the dink passes that he does, all those. And the, 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 the no-look side throw. The right? no-look side throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I mean, that's what you want from watching professional sports. I hope Lamar Jackson comes back to the way he played a couple of seasons ago because I thought he was outstanding and, you know, obviously he's been injured and whatever else and all the contract negotiations, whatever else has gone on. But I really hope he comes back to some of that just wow factor that he had as well but yeah those two i suppose cool well i'm hoping them are too because i've got them in a couple of dynasties so. and he has cost me a couple of years because he's been injured for so much yeah, near the end, but. but you just got to hold on to because you just know hopefully he's coming back and you know a new head coach in baltimore sounds like they're gonna maybe open it up a bit and not be such a run heavy team so yeah well, I, well he can run the ball all day he, he doesn't yeah, exactly <laughs> they don't need a running game and just sort of throw, spread it around and let him break people's ankles but if he's healthy then it helps dk dobbin and it'll help gus edwards because they don't know who's going to cut the ball yeah, exactly and he can he's never been well, the best thrower he does like to throw pretty high but mm. but yeah hopefully the boys can catch it He's got well, Andrews, got, so you can't argue with that. So, can't yeah. argue with that, and he's got, you know, they have got a couple of extra on the receiving core that they've picked up on as well. I think that Zay Flowers draft is a good one. I think he's going to be really good as well. No, well, that's very true. Anyway, so what is your favourite NFL and fantasy podcasts? I mean, I'm a big fan of the around the net, around the NFL. You know, it's the biggest one. Everyone knows it. It's yeah, but it's still, you know, it's gone through a bit of up and down recently. But it's it's still quite a fun one. I do like listening to Matt Mayoko's obviously 49ers talk because hey, why would I not say it's the 49ers one, right? And obviously, from a UK perspective, the 49ers faithful UK. You know, they've done, they've come on leaps and bounds in the last two seasons, three seasons. They've actually managed to, you know. They've actually hosted an official 49ers call-in show. So, you know, the guys in the UK have absolutely been embraced by the 49ers. So I've got to say that the 49ers Faithful UK podcast is definitely up there. Um, worst one? Probably the one that I'm supposed to be doing and so being hit well, I never asked for the worst one. I just asked what your, what your, your favourite ones to listen to. Yeah. Because you've just gone on to the next question. <laughs> do you write an NFL fantasy space or have a podcast? Uh, I've I know got, you do a couple. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. I've got some different bits and pieces of them as part of the Let's Talk Sport Network. Um, I'll give those guys a shout. Dan Harris needs a bit of a shout because he's put together a, a sports network of like-minded fans and individuals in the last three years. He uses sport as a, a way to communicate with the outside world because he's housebound with um, some health problems or whatever else so there's a lot of us on on let's talk sport and we've kind of dan's been so supportive and given us a, a platform to do podcasts so i've done a, an f1 podcast let's talk f1 i've done a, a soccer shall we say let's call it soccer because it's we're, we're talking about rogue football here where it's kind of like a three of us just shoot the breeze and talk about absolutely anything and everything and go you know we call that the let the mayhem begin i do a i am looking at restarting one that Johnny you and I have done a couple of episodes of called football from across the pond which is kind of American football with accents and that was going out to the US 
you know, contingent, just a little bit different with a, a UK slant. And and I've jumped on a couple of the 49er Faithful ones as well. And Alex Simpson's got a new one about flag football and Paul Hope's got his one and the 49er Faithful's got one. So, yeah, I kind of, with the benefit of Let's Talk Sport, I've ducked in and out and much like, you know, dipped my toe into doing fantasy football last year and completely dived in and went on podcasts. So I'm all over the place. Well, you're the one that got me into podcasts. Uh, bl- yeah, you can blame me for all it's of a, this now. It's a, bit, it's a bit different when I first came on and I had no idea what I was doing, sitting in the dark. <laughs> sitting in the dark, no lamp, yeah. no light. Looking the first, up thing, the way, the, the yeah. first thing the way shaped me is I'm going to get one of those lights. I remember you saying after the first week, yeah. you were like, the wife was like, she watched it, says, I'm going to get you a light. It's yeah. okay. So, yes. And I have a light here, which is good. So, and then, so I have a green screen. Can, as you have see. a green screen. <laughs> I have a couple of American footballs behind me, a giant thing I've got turned on. But on the other side, it's got the trophy in that way. I'm going to get my signed pictures and put them over here. Yeah, that's what you need. Because currently they're over there at the moment. So no good over there when you can't see them, can you? I know. Well, that's where the desk was, but I've moved it about. So I thought it looked a little bit different. I'm yeah, also appreciating it... your original snack helmet in the top there with all of the all of the stickers. Well, that was the one the kids decorated. I've got two. So I've got a blue one with just the New York Giants, and then the kids just racked themselves with the other one. Mm-hmm. Little, little finest. So. Gotta love it. Gotta anyway. love it. Yeah, and then we've got this next question came from Chris. It's actually such a good one. I'm going to keep it in. Mm. And it's what is your favourite NFL related movie documentary? Because there's a lot to choose from. There's there is a lot to choose from. And The Blind Sign was a great movie. Yes, I, was, I, I never get sick of watching that movie. Like. Never get sick of watching that. Great story, great book. And, and, you know, I mean, draft day is always a, a great watch early in the year. And when draft comes up, it's, you know, I've, you've got to watch that on draft day because, you know, no matter what you watch that, right? Any given Sunday's a laugh, you know, as a joke and it's just, just silly, you know. But De Niro just being De Niro and completely. Here's De Niro. No, it's Pacino. Yeah. It, it, okay. well, Pacino. Pacino. Yeah, yeah, just being over the top Pacino is quite a good one. But obviously, I think recently what's been great is those sort of brick by brick that the 49ers did, hard knocks when, you know, got involved. I thought that's been, those have been eye-opening in terms of, you know, getting access to teams that you wouldn't have got. So, you know, the problem with some of these movies is the, the game shots are often... Well, you can tell that they're not NFL sort of live game shots. There's often, you know, high school or, you know, college games or, or just random extras running into each other. And it's quite, you know, and if anybody's watched Ted Lasso, you know exactly what I mean. But watching when yeah, the, Ted Lasso was so good, though. I enjoyed it. Was, it was a great it was a great program. It was a great series. But when you watch the actual action, it was like, oh, and that's some of the some of the action you get on the, some of those uh, NFL or American football related ones. And obviously the longest yard. Original or I think I prefer the well, original. The Reynolds. Yeah, I think I prefer yeah, that yeah. was the dirtier, more gritty, re- yes. you know. Whereas obviously it got polished up a little bit and, and you know a little bit softened. Bit Hollywoody, yeah. Yeah, a bit Hollywoody when um Ben not Ben Stiller, the other guy, Adam Sandler did. Adam Sandler, but yeah, yeah, I think I the longest yard, the Burt Reynolds one, where it was you know you got the the grit of what it would really be like if you were playing the prison guards and you were prisoners. Yeah, that was a lot of good one. So, and this next question is from Doug. So you're going to enjoy this one. Oh boy, oh boy. So I'm to ask you, who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers in the playoffs? Because oh. he's adamant you're going to make the playoffs. So. Oh, we're going to make the playoffs. There's no, there's no team in the NFC that has a better roster than us. Um, no. 
in the playoffs, though. That's a nasty one, Doug, because because we are renowned. Let's be honest. Yeah, we are renowned, obviously, with um, injuries recently, and you know, you could say that our starting QB should be the one, but you know, we ended up with our third string, Mister Irrelevant, last time round. I would hope, would hope, that it's Purdy. I got a sneaky suspicion, and I hate to say it, it's going to be Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, that'll be. Well, all he's got to do is throw short passes to Kittle. All he's got to do is just CMC. give it to CMC, screens to CMC, pitches to CMC, let CMC run out and throw it. You know, just basically snap it to CMC and just stand. Yeah, you've got Debo. You, I mean, they've got it's the weaponry that the 49ers are blessed with. Should mean, and everyone, that was the argument last year, should mean that didn't matter who was under centre. You should be able to beat any team. And up to yeah, a point. To lose your two quarterbacks right after each other to the same rush yeah. is a sore one. That's, that, just... that was a sore one. I mean, you know, and, you know, less the less said about the NFC Championship game, the better. I think once Jane, once Jane Johnson got in there and couldn't even catch a shotgun snap, we knew we were in trouble. So, yeah. It, it, you know, and hopefully the, the rules, I think they have implemented, the, quarterback now. implemented yeah. the Purdy rule or the 49er rule or whatever, where the third quarterback can suit up. So, you know, it makes sense. And I'm sure they used to have it. Sure they used to have it back in the day. I'm sure you'd have like four QBs. Well, they had to up, well, cut it all down yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah, I suppose with the roster sizes now. But yeah, it's a, it was a bit, it made a bit of a farce of the yeah, such a big game. A, yeah. Still gave him a re. I mean, it wasn't a blowout, blowout. I mean, it was it was one sided, but it wasn't a blowout, blowout. But I mean, it was so one dimensional, and you know, everybody knew what we were doing. So it was like you know, fair, I mean, fair play for Purdy for going back in. But I mean, did he do himself he even more damage? Ball, so he couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. Did he actually do himself any more damage? Is the question you have to ask yourself. And so that's all the questions, and uh, mm-hmm. I hope you enjoy the Orkney Bowl. I love it. I can't. And I mean, the relegation and all that and stuff. Like that, but, yeah. Brilliant. I mean, the amount of effort you've put in, and you know the the explosion that it came from just a thought process. You, I remember talking with you in something last year, going, "Well, I think I might put a charity bowl together. I think we'll call it this. I wonder what you think." And now you've got how many players now? You've got like a hundred teams. And... There's a hundred teams in the charity, and there's ninety-six in the Orkney Bowl. I mean, and that actually, just. Most of the teams in the Orkney Bowl are not actually in the charity bowl. Uh, I mean, that's, that says it all, doesn't so it? It's like, there's a lot of fame, like people, your podcasts and all that, Murph and Hannah, who won mm. one of the big baseball tournaments. You've got Matt from TTT, you've got Greg from Warrior Bowl. And, yeah, there's a lot of other good charity bowl A lot bowl of big names in the other. Yeah. So, so it's, it's great. It's going to be a tough one to win, but... It's, it's it's all about charity. It's not about winning. Exactly. It's not. I mean, it's it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of enjoyment. It keeps the you know the entertainment. And as I say, it, it keeps players and keeps us watching games that we wouldn't because if we've got a player in it. But in the end, you're raising an awful lot of money for for a really good cause and and well yeah, done you for putting it together. And I think the. I thought I was going to say now. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, I just. Oh yeah, I, I just thought the idea of whoever wins gets to choose a charity for next year. Then that way you can pick local because I picked an Orkney charity. Absolutely, yeah, year. and it gives them and that. Wins, that in. They can they can pick a big charity, they can pick a local charity. I think we're up to about seven hundred and eighty pound raised. Yeah, 
Okay. And there's still about 20, 20 odd people that we donate. So okay, so may get that thousand pounds. Yeah, like I hit a target for four hundred, but I didn't think it was going to be that many people. But yeah, that went so out that, that got me all smashed. Like yeah. there's even an Orkney boy on Twitter who's not even in it, Rob, who donated. Oh well, because he saw it and just thought, I'm oh, yeah. getting in on that. Brilliant. Because he, he likes, he's, he's a Raiders fan, so okay, and you can't, you, you can't help in that. Like, but some people. Yeah. But yeah, it's he works at the hospital with along with my wife works, so. I always see a bump into him in Tesco's or in the street or whatever, like, he's always yep. slagging me off and I'm slagging him off, but yeah, he follows me on Twitter, so he donated a good chunk too, so, so it was nice. That's to a do. nice touch, that's a nice touch, but, you know, it, it's doing well, I mean, it's, it's as you say, it's charity, it's doing well for the, the local charity that you're picking it for, but it's also putting Orkney a little bit, you know, out there into the wider consciousness of, you know, there are people that watch football all over the world, and even in the tiny little islands in the north of Scotland. Yes. It's good, yeah. So, but thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You get a chance to watch the rest of them, and we will have to get our across the pond or whatever you want to call it. Whatever it'll be called this year, running. we might change the name. Yep. We'll get that up and running again. Maybe be good. We have, to get, we have to get Craig and Doug and everybody else like we got. Get some cheese oh, Craig, back on. Craig is pretty busy with his new job. I think he's yeah, yeah. Always busy, but we'll try and get him on at some point. Yeah, we can squeeze it around. We can be flexible. Laugh. Be a good life. It was a good laugh last time around, so it'll be good to get him back. Johnny, course, thanks you for your get, time, buddy. You, oh no, before you go, you have the question to ask for Craig. In the next episode. This is what Doug was hoping for, but oh. you came in place, so Okay. Now that you're now that the Rogers era is over, how many years do you expect the Packers to be in the doldrums for? <laughs> well, you got you'll get a good answer to that one, I think. Yeah. And you might even watch us, you'll, you'll, you'll know to actually look at it. Uh, wait for it to pop up yeah. going. Rrr, rrr, rrr. 